0: Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Today, I'm going to talk to you about dads. And I really hope you stick around if you are not a male. The reason being is this is so important on a societal level, not just for parents, not just for dads, but for the male brain, to understand the male brain. It was so incredibly important for me to do a week of dad stuff because of many reasons. So many of you who are male DM me all the time and ask for more. And if you notice, I say a lot of you, like the word you or partner. And when I speak of heteronormative relationships, I preface that here in the podcast. And so the hard part is if you're talking about parenting, if you're talking about mental health, if you're talking about emotions, it's deemed as like, oh, that's for women. And just for the week, I wanted to use the word dad because when I did research on this and decided, okay, I think I'm going to do this. Like I I, I want to do it. I was blown away and heartbroken and tearful and angry and shocked and felt a little ignorant at the fact that I had no idea how little there was out there. Like, I, I can't believe that I didn't, like I know Dad pages exist, like I know they do. But when I was doing research for this to say, okay, like what is connecting to the dads? Like what are the pages out there? What are the who are the people? What are they saying? What are what are the common themes? Like, let's see from their lens, not just from what I know of Jonathan, right? And there are thousands of hashtags with the word in some way or form, mom. Like there are thousands of hashtags. There's like zero for dads. Like I can't even describe it. Like dad struggle, dad burnout, overstimulate, like nothing. Maybe there's like dad bloggers or dad pocket, like nothing. Like there's barely any. And the things that are there that I did look at, I was like, this is not like what? There was no, there was no words. There was no content. There was no copy. There, there was nothing. Like I had nothing to go off of. And you know what is one of the most saddest things I've ever seen? I looked on Instagram and I looked on Pinterest just to kind of see what was out there and, and, and get a gauge for the male voice and the male lens. No joke, when I typed things into Pinterest, what came up was grief quotes about dad's meaning like there was no conversation about dad struggling or or how to support them or what to do about it it was it like the content is not out there so what pinterest is putting in place because it's the closest thing to it is grief about how he he is gone whether it's an older dad or a, a dad you know my age like that's literally what's out there heartbreaking and it, it like i said it, it drummed up so much inside of me that i was like oh my Gosh, like I had no idea. I had no idea, really, the amount of silence, silence that dads experience in terms of just letting them know it's okay to struggle and letting them know it's okay to feel burnt out and exhausted and depleted. Like it's okay. Like I literally, I'm not kidding. Like I had no idea the level of impact because in my own home, it was more than okay to struggle. Like it was a dinner time conversation because. Jonathan struggled with mental health and depression and anxiety from day one. Did I know that? No. I would say that I saw it in the second year of us being together. We got engaged on our one-year anniversary. um, And I think he really held it together in terms of he was so happy and excited. And like he was. It was genuine. But his truest emotions and depression started showing through during... The planning of our wedding, and I thought that it was just stress from planning the wedding, and it just kind of like snowballed. And I was like, "But that—that's not who I met. Like, I don't understand, right? Like, that's the guy I met was over here. Like, that was a—that was like a happy dude. Like, what's going on?" And it just kind of like got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So it was kind of like taking steps down a stairwell. Of like, okay, we're at the next step. We're at the next step. We're oh, okay, we're we're we hit the ground level. Like, we did. There's no no more to go. So this week has been so interesting. Um the first reel that I posted, I got a few comments that was like basically condemning me for using the word dad and like all humans matter and you know the the political side of things, right? Of like not p- using prefixes and this and that and then I went to stories and I was like just for one week we're going to use the word dad because if a dad is struggling and they somehow find it in them to type in or research a hashtag. Like I want them to know that at least there's one thing out there that they can read and hold on and be like, Holy shit. You're like, it is okay. Like it's okay that I feel this way. Thank you so much. The next thing that I saw was that a lot of women were like, well, I guess I'm the dad. Like I get like, I thought I related to more of the mom content, which I never really said was mom content. Yeah. It's parent content and honestly, human content, but they were relating with a lot of the behaviors in my reels of dads. And that's because dysregulation can look a lot of different ways. Every single one of my reels, I'm giving you examples that I have tracked patterns through all of my clients and my own life experience. And And all of you that DM me, like these are just behaviors that are saying, yep, we all feel these things. And it's okay if you relate to the dad stuff. That just simply means that you've got a little bit of that type of dysregulation going on. It is okay. And I would say the point overall from this week that I would love every single one of you to realize is that we're all human. And we all have a brain and every single brain can feel and be dysregulated. And every single human matters. Do some talk about it more than others? Yes. The other interesting piece of this week is that I put a call to action at the end of my content. And I said, if you are struggling, comment dad life, right? I didn't want to say like, that's me or, or, I didn't want to invoke any shame. So I tried to do something neutral crickets, no DMS from dads, no ownership of where they're at and how they're feeling. And just like putting it out there and, and honestly, plain, vi- plain view for everyone to see. I think that demonstrates a level of, wow, like this really, this, this is really important. Now, what did happen Very, very slowly. I started to see dads trickling in and saying, this is why, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing this. This is why I feel that my wife and I got a divorce or thank you so much. Like they are so you dads you are so appreciative that I'm doing this. Like, I'm so glad you feel seen and heard so incredibly glad. But to give you an idea of how hard it is for a dad to reach out and decide to do this for themselves and recognize that they aren't crazy, this is, this is science, guys. Like that's, that's the point is that we've been led to believe psychologically that we are broken. We are the ones that need to be fixed. And we need to be able to fit in with societal norms. It is not the case. That's literally what my entire platform and message is about, It's about your brain and how all of our brains function differently and tick differently. And if you understand that, then you won't think you're crazy. You won't be bashing and shaming yourself for the behaviors that are showing up within your brain and your body. You'll be like, oh, now I know why. Got it. Whew. Okay. Damn, I thought that was me. Like, I thought, like, hello, that is literally my biggest, biggest Hands down, my biggest wound is I thought it was me. I thought I was crazy. I thought I needed to fix myself to show up in the way that society wanted me to show up as. And it wrecked me for years. And it absolutely ripped Jonathan apart until he could no longer take it. He could no longer live on this earth. I've said this before in other podcasts, but Jonathan was the complete opposite outside of the home Verse who he was within the home He would have such a hard time even getting out of bed and i'd be like, okay, come on It's time to go to dinner. We're gonna meet our friends And he put on a happy face And I could see the struggle in his eyes Like I could see it. I could see it But he hid it from everyone. No one knew I didn't share it because he didn't want anyone to know But I thought that these were things that were discussed at least within your own home and I believe from generation after generation after generation, men have learned to be the protector and the provider in some instances or cases. Yes, it's very different now. I love that some men are doing more stay-at-home and maybe the wife is the one if it's a heteronormative relationship, right, being the breadwinner. And there's all different ways of shapes and sizes and and partnerships and and families nowadays. Like that's wonderful. But the generational patterning has still been the same. The very basics back when, you know, they were hunter and gatherers, the women would stay home in a community, literally huddle together, keep the kids warm and fed and safe. And the men would go out and, and get the food or do the hunting and all the things and come back and bring it back. And it was a team effort. And what is happening now over the course of like you can even look at the 1950s and see how it was like that movie The Help, if you will, right? Like the women would still stay home, play bridge all day or quaff their hair and and maybe they would have help, right? And then they would make it look so presentable for the male when he came home and He would do the work thing. She would do the stay-at-home thing. There was real no emotions coming out or discussion at all. It was just, we stay in our lane and we just look perfect and beautiful and everything is clean at the end of the day and situated. What has happened, I believe, through the feminism movement is that women are now able to say, hey, I'm struggling. Somehow we have been able to find and own our voice. And with that, we are sharing with our partners how we're feeling. We're sharing with our partners our struggles, or our anger, our frustration, like we're letting it rip. Like we're going at it. We are going at it. And yes, sometimes the male side chooses to say things too. But what I'm finding finding most often is that men are barking back in terms of, it's almost a defense mechanism of like, well, it's coming from a state of wanting to fix. Yeah. You probably feel like you have so much on your plate already. And like now you're hearing more. And so you're taking that on You're female. If it again is a heteronormative relationship, you're taking that on and being like, I'm not doing enough. And I knew that with Jonathan, I was so, so careful to never go to Jonathan with what I needed him to do more of, if that makes sense. I never said, you're not making enough, or you're not doing enough, or you're not, right? Like I just held it all in, the frustrations, the anger, and I took more on because I I was like, well, he's struggling, right? And that was our dynamic. So I believe that when men do say the thing, it's coming out almost as a defense of like, but I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And that's where the partnership gets into a tit for tat. I don't feel that men have learned how to share their feelings. Their brains are actually different in that sense. Women, we can we can spew it off. Yes, do I teach women how to share their feelings? Yep, I feel what? Rather than, well, you didn't do the dishes, whatever the heck it is, right? I teach women how to say, I feel frustrated, X, Y, Z, right? Like I feel, I, 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 I. Not only do men have a hard time saying, hey, I think I'm struggling over here, there's no way they're going to know that when they are showing up for themselves and they decide to say, Hey, I'm struggling to understand what language or how to feel what they're feeling or figure it out. That portion of their brain is not flexed. It's literally like going to the gym and working out, you know, that burn. Yeah. Like that's, that's what we need to do in your brain to increase the fluency for you to be able to flex that muscle of your brain to share your feelings men have more logic brain black and white thinking that's the left side of your brain women more right that's more the emotion side of your brain yeah the amygdala is also slightly different and so the amygdala is like our reaction phase or or, or place so if you slam on the brakes so you don't I don't know, hit a kid who's on a bike in the, in the neighborhood, that's your amygdala being like, whoop, oh God. And then that boop, it allows you to have that reaction. If you're like, well, F you, like if you, and you're dysregulated, like that's your amygdala fighting back. Men have a stronger amygdala in terms of anger, frustration. Yeah. And so is there an ability to learn how to throttle that? Yes. You guys know that I talk all the time about the gas pedal and the brake and how to throttle between the two. There is an ability to do that. But you first have to figure out if you function, men, if you function as a gas pedal or a brake, if you function as a gas pedal, you're probably a high achiever. You can go, 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 go. But you're also expending so much energy in whatever you're doing that you're probably getting more dysregulated more often, zoning out on your phone, no patience for your kids, family time, all the different things, very short-tempered, just like snap, like cut off, like all the different things because you're dysregulated, because you're utilizing so much. That's me too, or used to be me, I would say. I was a full-blown gas pedal. What is the method to support a gas pedal? Slow down take a deep breath once a day. Practice, literally practice slowing down. Now, what comes of that, if you're a gas pedal and you're chronically exhausted and depleted and stressed out and anxious and over-functioning, let's call it, right? Over-functioning, basically. What happens? You will get more depressed. You will feel anxiety. Like Those diagnoses are from chronic symptoms of staying in a state of dysregulation. Okay. Now let's talk about the break. If you are a break, what I find happens with males is if that's how you function, meaning like you're cool. You're maybe the introvert who like really wants to just lay low, enjoy life, have like a peaceful, calm, like you don't need to be the you know, chief resident in the, in the, and I I don't know, just because you're a, a break doesn't mean you're not the chief resident, but like you just are okay with kind of living at a little bit of a slower pace. Yeah. That's more of that under responsive. Yeah. What I find with those men, and I've worked with both, I've worked with gas pedals and I've worked with brakes in terms of men. What I'm finding in those men is that they, completely rip themselves apart because they feel that they should be functioning at XYZ level because that person over there, that dude can handle it and get all of his shit done and make the million bucks a year. Like, why can't I do that? So then those men push themselves to the absolute limit, trying to keep up with society or trying to keep up with the other functioning men out there. And what does that do? You're revving your brain to a place of like, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. I need to do more. What is that going to produce? Dysregulation. What is that going to produce? Anxiety, stress, and depression. It's like a no. It's like you can't win. And hello, if you're a female and still listening to this and haven't hit stop, this is the same thing for your brain too. If you're a gas pedal, same thing. If you're a brake, same thing. You need to like, you're like, I don't know. I'm so lazy. I need to. St- I need to do more. Why can't I do more? Like. Maybe your brain and your body doesn't want to do more. I have both in my two little boys. I have a gas pedal and I have a brake. And honestly, they play off of each other nicely because I need to help my gas pedal child come down and slow down. And I need to help my brake little one learn how to rise. And he does a phenomenal job of rising. And you know what? They play off each other because the gas pedal helps rev the brake. And that one's like, okay, well, I guess we're going to do this now. I don't wanna be left out. It also makes a difference in your partnership too. If both of you are gas pedals or both of you are brakes or one versus the other, if you don't know how that relates to each other in terms of your partnership, you are gonna butt heads. You are. One of the biggest things I think within my dynamic, once I started applying all this to myself with Jonathan, I kept saying like, Jonathan, like, it's okay. Like we don't like, it's okay. Like just slow down. Like we don't, it's okay. It's okay. Like, we don't need this. We don't need Like, it's okay. Like, just let's just create the life we want. Like, fuck everyone else. Forget like the keeping up with the, like, who cares? Like, who cares? And I found that Jonathan wanted so desperately to release the want of of things and the want of a, a particular life and the want of the performative hey like we've got the light like we did it we we picket fence all the different things like he wanted so desperately to release that but when it came down to it he literally didn't know how like he didn't know how and or there was fear of like well then what will my life look like will I be insignificant, obsolete if I'm not number one in the company? And like, will I be a failure? And all of that came into play. So it's this internal struggle that men and women, but for this week, it's men, like that men struggle with. And I get a lot of, well, even on the comments, there was a guy that was like, this this is childish behavior. And I was like, "Mm, thank you so much. Perfect example of like lack of awareness. Awesome, dude. Like go find another page to troll on you know like that is that helping like is that doing anything and then we got some comments that were like well what if he and this is from women like what if he's not doing the thing like like he needs to grow up and and get support like if i can get support so can he yep fair enough like yes fair enough but you have to at least understand the generational patterning and difference that men have faced not to mention how their brain is different than females, right? It's been more accepted that we just kind of get all emotional and, and, you know, we, we've got our time of them. Oh, she's just PMSing. And like, it's, it's like, it's like permission. It's allowed for us to kind of be hot messes, not for men, not for men. And it has been very much solidified in my brain of holy shit and really not for men because no one's willing to talk about it. No one's willing to say, yep, that is me. No one's willing to say, Hey, I I would love some help. Like no one's willing to say, Wow, like this is my brain. Like, tell me more. I want that. I want that. Dad life, dad life, help, help. No one. And so if you're listening to this, I got lots of comments. Well, then what do we do? How do we help? Like, please, I get moms who come to me all the time that are like, How do I get my partner to to get on board and learn this? How how do I do that? Can only lead a horse to what like you can't you can't force them. You can't shove it down their throat. What you can do is Maybe sit down and listen to this together. What you can do is send them some of the reels. What you can do is let them let them know you are a safe space and you are happy to listen. What you can do is let them know they're not weak. They're not broken. They're effing human. Just like you and me. The one thing I wish I had done more of is scream from the rooftops. Like scream it from the rooftops of how much Jonathan was struggling. I wish I had talked about it with friends more. I wish I had talked about it with everyone more. It would have been wildly embarrassing for Jonathan. He would have been so angry at me and pissed and probably would have started more arguments. But I, like I, I have talked to people before who have shared with me that they are caring for their very depressed, possibly suicidal partner, male, and the male's parents don't even know. That's not going to go well. That's not going to go well. Anyone and everyone should know. Anyone and everyone should be supporting, whether it's female or male, like that, like you have to talk. Holding it in, it's a freaking pressure cooker waiting to explode like a grenade. And so what can you do? You can support yourself first and foremost. You can support yourself and you can let your partner know if they're male, hey, I'm here to help. And um, And males, if you're listening to this, I and my team, we work with men. There are so many other humans I can refer you to if you don't like me. So many other places that are would love to support you. And no, if you're like, eh, that's sissy stuff. I don't want that lovey-dovey shit. Hello? This is neurology. Like, that's badass. I don't think that's sissy shit. Like, come on over. Like, how cool is that to know your brain? I want to thank all of you for being so accepting of this week. And allowing the word dad to take up space within your life and take up space on the internet and focus on them for just a moment. It means a lot to me. And I feel that I have a calling to help others where I did them as much as I could with Jonathan. And, you know, despite me knowing that it's not my fault, like I will always wish I could have done more. And so this is, this is how I'm doing more is by supporting others and other males. And you are wanted here and thank you for being here and thank you for listening. And I beg you to please send this, please send this to another male who may need to hear this because you matter. You're not crazy. You're not broken. You're not weak. So until next time, take care of yourself. XOXO. Dr. B.